0: It's This Week in Bourbon, the Louis Vuitton of bourbon news. And here's your headlines for January 20th, 2023. Sazerac is suing Republic National Distribution Company in excess of $86 million. The Kentucky ABC has seized an undisclosed amount of bourbon from Justin's House of Bourbon. And Woodford Reserve is releasing its double, double oak bourbon for 2023. But before we get started, here's a quick word from our partners. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. you can order online at Sealbox or the thebourbonconcierge.com, and you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits, and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it, because it's not going to last long. Hey everybody, it's yet another This Week in Bourbon, but we're a little light on bourbon news, but Ryan and I were talking before we even started here. It's we're we're getting to the point where we're we're getting mentally exhausted. We've we're in the middle of our recording blitz, I guess you could say. We've done four or five interviews already. We got a few more to still go the rest of this week. So we got another week of interviews after this. So it's just it's a lot to do in a short period of time. Yeah, and I got a week of moonshine you next week.
1: Yes, our master (laughs) blender becomes the master distiller. (laughs) Well, at least I get a. certificate assuming i pass who knows i may fail um they send me like the prerequisites and i'm like oh my gosh four inch binder what the hell am i gonna do with a four inch binder with of shit
0: <laughs> you're just gonna put it on can that you just show me the on off in there just an <laughs> yeah. on off switch Those things? i think there's a pull chain and that how yeah. It works yeah um, it, it should be just like a toilet can you just like hit the button and all of a sudden yeah. like it just comes on or it's just like like a garden
1: spigot, turn the nozzle on, turn it off. And that's <laughs> how you run a still. So, boy, oh, am I man.
0: in for a rude awakening! <laughs> oh man, now, we're we're hinting at some things from the future. We got some other cool news to share in the uh, in the future to come, but. Uh, before then, just know we got some some fun things in the works that's happening on the pursuit spirit side of things. But
1: yeah, man I'll give alive you some live
0: reporting from on You. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and be like, and here's here's what everybody's missing right here. You're gonna give us some small little distillation chip, chips as you come through here. <laughs> and I failed fermentation. <laughs> <laughs> fermentation maybe next year. <laughs> we're like, and there's a reason why we had Dr. Pat Heist on the show all this time. (laughs) That's right. I learned (laughs) nothing, Pat. Sorry. (laughs) Just shut up and call them in the room when you need somebody to talk yeast for a little bit. I'm like, can you give me a cheat sheet going into these things? (laughs) Do you remember back in, I think it was probably high school. There used to, it depended on the class. There used to be some cool teachers that would allow you to put as many notes as you wanted to on say a three by five note card or something like that. Did you ever have teachers that allowed you to do that? No, never really. <laughs> uh-uh. Oh man. See I did. It was, it was either in high school or sometime in college, whatever it was, you used to be able to put going into the test. You could write as much as you could put on a three by five note card and use and bring that into the test and you can utilize that as a reference and I think it was one of those things that, well, of course, me being me, I would go ahead and put it on the computer and I would put it in size four and a half font so I could sit there and make it as small as I possibly could. But it, I think it was a, a, I don't even know where I'm going with this. I, I think it was just a really good tactic to get you to study better because typically if you write something as you're studying, you you memorize it yeah. more than you won't have to reference it. All right. Well. Can you make some mini-size
1: font cards yeah. for me? This next flash cards. Yeah. Can you fit four inch binders worth of material on a three by five card? That's gonna be your
0: our next venture is distilling three by five flash cards that you're gonna to have to sell now for 89 cents a piece. Oh boy. Yeah. Can't <laughs> wait. Be like, if your pH level is out of balance, what do you add to it? It's like the
1: the quick reads. You know, on books, you just make the quick distilling notes, cliff notes, distilling
0: cliff notes. That's what we need. <laughs> that's what that's what you're going to moonshine for. We need the cliff notes of distilling, distilling for dummies. That's me. <laughs> I'm the Dumbo. <laughs> oh, there you go. Big yellow <laughs> cover on it too. Yep. All right. Enough for the enough for our bad jokes. Let's get to it. So the big news story here is that back on January 3rd, we knew that Sazerac was terminating its distribution relationship with the public national distributing company. I also want to mention that this has come out with a few different places I've seen on VinePair and a few other places. I want to go on record and say, shout out to Brian Hara of Sippin' Corn. He was the first one that broke this story because he is a Louisville lawyer. He sees the dockets every single week and he's the one that sent this to us in our DM that said, hey guys, did you see this? And I go, Brian, holy crap, you need to write a story about this before everybody else picks it up. And so I'm taking his story right here. And that's what we're running with. So that's, yeah. thanks, Brian. Yeah, that's why is yeah. our attorney. <laughs> very, very much true. So we knew that Sazerac was terminating its relationship with RNDC and moving to numerous smaller distributors in about 30 states. And this was a big change in the industry. And a few days later, we did cover that in the Bourbon Community Roundtable. Now, just days after the release of that Roundtable episode, Sazerac is now suing Republic in federal court. and, And that was back on January 13th. And Sazerac came out of the gate with allegations that Republic has refused to pay for tens of millions of dollars of Sazerac products and has stopped payment on nearly $40 million of wholesale products. And that Republic has, quote-unquote, bad Sazerac in the marketplace. And as we had speculated on the roundtable, Sazerac also complains and alleges that Republic failed to sufficiently promote Sazerac products to retailers and that Republic would also, quote, would oftentimes improperly condition the availability of certain high-end and highly sought-after Sazerac products such as Pappy Van Winkle to its retail accounts on the purchase of non-Sazerac products, commonly known as tie-in sales, end quote. One new fact was also revealed by the complaint is that Sazerac Republic had entered into a new global distribution agreement in 2021, and it was really that Republic is the one that terminated the agreement. And that happened in summer of 2022 without any news flashes even happening. In total, Sazerac has asked the court to award it around $38.6 million in damages through January 12, 2023, and that continued breaches that will result in at least an additional $48 million in damages. And remember that complaints only present one side of the story, and Republic has not yet had an opportunity to tell its side of the story. Wow. Damn. A lot of...
1: A lot to unpack there. Um, there's a... Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> I think we
0: could make this pretty much the entire episode if we wanted to.
1: Yeah, and like you said, it's one just one side, one argument, so you can't... Uh, you have to hear both sides, but uh, yeah, I mean... You know, we've heard about this, you know, somewhat, you know, especially with the tie-in sales and uh, just kind of some unruly practices with Sazerac products and whatnot, and so, you know... That, some of the stuff we speculate about seems to be you know there seems to be True. some uh, <laughs> some truth fruition of, of those speculations but uh yeah it's fascinating such a it's a wild uh i, I really want to see what the response is from P- republic and then I'd love to just sit on the the court and and hear like what's going on
0: you know the inner workings of it all that'd be that'd be fascinating i don't i i want the the cliff notes version of it because i'm sure with around $86 million worth of complaints, there's going to be a lot of talking that's going to happen. This There's no way this is going to get figured out soon. This is probably going to be two to three years. I'm guessing this is going to sit inside of
1: courts. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that sucks too for Sazerac. That's a lot of, that's a lot of cash, you know, they're waiting on to get payment from. And, you know, it's, uh if, if the court doesn't, you know, grant them, you know, the, that yes, you deserve this money. They just it's in limbo for a while. So you're just paying attorneys and all this stuff just to be in limbo for a long time. It sucks. We've been there. I know the feeling.
0: And ours on a greater, much smaller scale. Much, much smaller <laughs> scale. I, I don't know if we've we've talked about it even on our own ventures of pursuit spirits we have already gone to legal battle and we have had to already, thankfully, we have won our first legal battle with a distributor to get money back in pretty much the same exact case where a distributor just didn't want to pay us. And this this is one of those things that it's it's a detriment of the three-tier system. It's you give somebody the product and you expect them to pay you in your net 30, net 60, whatever your day terms are that are on the invoice. If they don't pay you, what do you do? Well, you have no other recourse except to sue. You can't just go and show up on their door, on their dock and knock on it and say like, oh, I'm here to... Give I, me I my got whiskey my, back. <laughs> yeah, I got my forklift and some pallets. Let me give me everything back. You can't just do that. You can't just show up and take it back. So you have to sue. If not, then you're considered trespassing. It's all this stuff. It's it's a It sucks. I mean, it, it truly does. So I, I I feel bad for Buffalo Trace and, and Sazerac in this, this aspect because... I, it's just a, it's just a, it's, I hate it because it's just bad business. It's just yeah. bad business to say, I, I give you terms of net 30, net 60, where, and, and I think there is, it even says in here for the most part that when Sazerac goes, and, and Jesus, we've talked about it before is that Sazerac is like Bud Light. They can, they don't have to worry about selling it. Republic's, Republic's probably already sold all this. It's probably already gone. So they've already given them 30, 60 days to actually go and sell the product to go and repay them back yet they're not doing it they're just holding on to the money and whether it's because of bad karma or just bad relationships i don't know what it is but i i feel bad for for sazrak in this aspect because they're sitting there basically holding the buck They're they've gotten rid of the product somebody else got paid for it and they're sitting there just waiting in limbo yeah yeah and it's you know to you
1: know with, with such their great brands you know republic using you know to leverage their brands to help probably fuel incentives from other companies to you know get there's just a lot of shenanigans and and like i said we don't know what happened because this is just one side so we're speculating here but it does seem that you you know that's that's might have been what's going on is you're hey you're using i have a feeling that republic knew this was coming and that's why they held on to the payment as kind of a bargaining chip or something. I
0: don't know. But uh, that was the weird thing is that it shows that uh, Republic's the one that terminated the agreement with Sazerac. It wasn't that way around. And And that was just for global, right? Not, or is that? It said that Sazerac Republic entered into a new global distribution agreement in 2021. And it was that Republic was the one that terminated that agreement. That's, that's what it says. So whether they, they came to an agreement on something and the Republic said, no, we don't want to do that. Let's go ahead and end it. And they did. And now, I don't know. Like I said, it seems really weird that this, yeah, this is, is the strange. way it's, it's turning out. <laughs> yeah, this is so bizarre. Um, a lot of that it's Republic, uh, that would be the one that wants to, it's it's a bad high school relationship. Yeah, it's like, like it, I heard um, Becky <laughs> broke up with Jason. No, I heard Jason dumped Becky. <laughs>
1: It, it is it's it's it it all comes full circle back to high school you know and this is it, this is yeah i can't even wrap my head around this this is like crazy and i the, can't the only break up with them all the cds i have are in his car <laughs> yeah what will they think of me <laughs> but uh yeah i just really want to know what really happened that's <laughs> but i guess we won't for a while but um you know uh Gosh, I had something I was gonna add, but, but you, you threw me off with Becky and Jake.
0: <laughs> and I can't recover from it. Sorry. Like I guess no, okay. I'm mentally exhausted, but every once in a while I can come out something out of the left field there. Yeah. But uh, I, you're right. We'll we'll see what happens. We're in excess of eighty-six million dollars in damages that they're they're trying to account for. We know that the way this is going to work is that Republic's going to go. Hold on, no, Sazerac owes us was, money. Was the Republic
1: the one that was also like kind of in trouble with the SEC, or was that Southern? Like,
0: um, I'm sure they've all at some point had some. They they all end up just paying the fines and moving on. Yeah, because it's a lot easier for them to do that than to fight in court. Uh, yeah, and they they've all had it. I'm sure anybody who got there, you can Google it. They've they've all been through that process.
1: Yeah, that's... uh. <laughs> hopefully it brings some light to it and we get some reform on it. You know, not that we have to redo the whole system, but there's a lot of stuff that is, uh well, as you can see, there's shenanigans <laughs> attuned to $80 million in this case. And if you, if you magnify it even more and you dug deeper,
0: you'd find a lot more that than this. So, yeah. And, and to be fair, that's $80 million of probably what net 90 assets, probably of just, just something through October of last year. So could you imagine how much more money they're, they're doing on that level of scale that they were in those few months? So I would, I'm going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how this unfolds. unfold. And I guess we'll keep you updated as more news does yeah. trickle out. I'm
1: just, a. you know, these are just speculations. I'm just a witness to, or not. I'm not a witness. I'm just a spectator. Yeah. Wait, hold I'm on. Spectator. Where were you? I'm, damn it, Kenny, you're losing me. I'm
0: <laughs> just saying I'm, implicating myself in all this <laughs> well let's go ahead and let's, let's keep going here let's talk about some other kind of things happening in the three-tier system and and see if this has something to do with it too so this is a story that broke by fred minnick earlier this week and that is the kentucky abc has seized undisclosed amounts of bourbon from the popular liquor outlet justin's house of bourbon and that's according to state officials The state officials said that the Kentucky ABC received complaints alleging several violations associated with Justin's House of Bourbon for the improper acquisition, possession, transport, and sale of bourbon, including the vintage distilled spirits. Social media reports first surfaced Tuesday that the ATF and the Kentucky ABC raided Justin's premises. But an ATF spokesperson from the Louisville Bureau told me, as in told Fred, that the federal agency was neither involved nor aware of an investigation of the Kentucky locations. And under KSR 241.090, Kentucky ABC may inspect any premises where alcoholic beverages are manufactured, sold, stored, or otherwise trafficked in without first obtaining a search warrant or may confiscate any contraband property. And that was from Kristen Voskul, who's the executive director in communication and public outreach of the Kentucky Public Protection Cabinet, which includes the ABC. She said, we routinely conduct inspections of our licensees to ensure their compliance with all statutes and regulations governing the alcohol industry, and that numerous bottles of bourbon and other items of evidence were seized associated with suspected improper purchasing and sale of these products. She said alcohol licenses issued to both the Louisville and Lexington locations of Justin's House of Bourbon remain active. Oh Well, that's good. So hopefully they'll be back open soon. Uh, Yeah. Hopefully by the time this airs that maybe it's just water under the bridge.
1: Yeah, hopefully it's just, you know, with this vintage law, there's a lot of gray area and, um, you know, it's it's such a cool concept because it allows, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's probably, you know, bottles that are priced, you know, as secondary prices, but it allows access to people that want it. And, you know, it, it allows bourbon to be a free market um, product, but I get it. There's rules and stuff. And, and I don't know. The Justins are such great people, and I'm sure, like, you know, this will all be fine in a few days. But um, yeah, there's just so much gray area in that vintage law and whatnot. You know, it's like you can interpret a million different ways. So I'm, I am surprised. Like, there's like a, a raid. It seems like you just send a letter and say <laughs> we're just a phone like call a, or like a certified <laughs> letter, like, hey, uh, you know, we, we need to see this. some paperwork and some books just yeah. to make sure I, things on the up and up. I don't know that a raid is in. That seems like excessive. It's like, I mean, use those tax dollars somewhere else. Send a certified letter or even just pay one person to deliver the damn thing to the Justins and say, look, this is not acceptable. You need to just address
0: this. (laughs) A raid also sounds so bad because in my mind, all I picture are (laughs) guys and all black. Yeah, throwing smoke grenades and with bar like door swinging through the glass exactly on a rope. <laughs> and just jumping in through you know throwing grappling hooks on the building and swinging in or something like that i don't know it just seems a little far-fetched and i i totally agree that this is something that doesn't need to be blown in proportion this is this is a, a slap on the wrist at best when you look at this and the the thing that sucks about all this is that it all goes back to the three-tier system because yep. if because of the way that everything's built and the fact that as a consumer or as somebody that owns something, you can't go resell it. I'm literally looking at an Apple MacBook uh, mouse, a magic mouse that I have from an old computer right here. And I can go on eBay and I can resell this. I've purchased it. I own it. I can go resell it. It still has intrinsic value to it. The same exact thing with 99% of other products out there. And yep. the fact that guns I can't do that and, with. Uh, oh, God. You know, the only thing you can't do it with is bourbon or alcohol and prescription pills. That's pretty much it. I'm sure there's a well, few other prescription things. Prescription pills, that, that's fair enough. But yeah. <laughs> but I'm just giving you an idea. It's like those are, it's so ridiculous that you can't create some sort of system that allows it to happen. And I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not fed up with it, but it, it is disappointing to see something like this happen just because they, They are creating something that's good. I hate all the negative comments out there that people are spewing because they're like, oh, it's just a good museum to go to. Justin's House of Bourbon did a lot of great and still are doing a lot of great things for bourbon. They are It's a destination for when people actually come to Louisville and Lexington. You can go and you can see the bottles. Yeah, of course you can't afford them. I can't afford them. Nobody can afford them. Well, most people but, most people can't afford it, but, but people the cool that thing. come here and want to spend the money,
1: they give them access to keep them coming back. And exactly, you know, that's it's so short sighted, and uh, you know, and they they've done a ton of charity work for the community with bottles, barrel picks, and oh whatnot. yeah. It's like every year they give I mean, away a whole set of happy and B Tech. They're year. one of the biggest supporters of new and up and coming brands, you know, with single barrels and. Uh, they just do so much for bourbon it's really sickening that they, they pull a raid to do this you know and I hope that this doesn't tarnish and it doesn't definitely in our eyes um you know and I'm sure you know if you were a company that had bottles there that were selling for you know higher than retail
0: amounts I mean but that happens in standard liquor stores <laughs> you <It's> know true. <laughs> and it's
1: like it's like you what literally do we go doing? to
0: ninety percent of liquor stores around Kentucky and try to find yourself a bottle of Lanterns or Weller 12, and I guarantee it's over $100, $150 or plus that. That's just the way it is. Yeah. And it's like, what are we, why are we wasting effort
1: and resources on this? Seriously, let's, I mean, for God's sakes,
0: <laughs> I, well, bet I digress. I guess another story that we'll wait and see when more information comes out. Yep. I'm with you. All right. Well, just because we're not done talking about the government yet, let's stay on it. So, with just ten days of notice, the Pennsylvania Liquor Control Board has notified that spirits suppliers, effective January fifteenth of twenty twenty three, that they're implementing an across the board price increase of four percent on more than thirty five hundred of their most popular brands sold in the state stores. Uh, coming from Andy Delaney, or sorry, Andy Deloney, he's the senior vice president of the head of state of public policy for the Distilled Spirits County of the United States. He said that ten days is not nearly enough time for the spirits producers to plan for and adjust to price increases. That last-minute push by an outgoing administration will have implications not only for the spirits producers, but for the Pennsylvania hospitality industry and its consumers. These decisions should be part of a larger discussion with impacted stakeholders, yet this across-the-board increase was done without any consultation or collaboration. And according to the PLCBs, the Pennsylvania Liquid Control Board's annual report, in the fiscal year of 2021-2022, to 2022, they achieved the total sales of around $3.02 billion. And that's including <laughs> liquor and sales taxes. And that's reflecting a hundred and nine point nine million dollar or three percent three point eight percent increase over the prior year, marking gross wine and spirit sales over three billion for the first time in PLCB history. And net income for the year totaled a record of three hundred and thirty point nine million or sixty six million or twenty four point nine percent higher than the fiscal year of twenty twenty one or sorry, twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one. That's I'm uh sure another thing's thing. uh
1: you know, squeaky clean there too. <laughs> <laughs> it's all on the up and up. I love that. It's an outgoing administration. They're just like, uh, <laughs>
0: see you later. 4%. <laughs> yep. Somebody pissed us off. We're gonna be like, <laughs> I mean, or to, you know, to, it's like to the I don't degree four percent doesn't seem like a lot in, in hindsight, but man, well, on, across on like, four billion dollars, it is. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I was gonna say. Across thirty five hundred different products, that's gonna that's gonna mean something. And it's because for the most part, as a, as a producer, as you're talking or hearing from two of them right now, when you do this, you try to price it to the point where you are also and you you always want to make margin but you want to make sure everybody else has their fair share, but you don't want to make sure everybody has too much share. You don't want somebody making 40% while you're only making 20%. Especially so, when you're legally mandated to go through that.
1: Yeah. That, uh, you know, that uh, system. It's It seems it's just more shenanigans, more just blah. It's, mm-hmm.
0: it's just it's gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. That's all I can say. <laughs> it it all just hits home for us too. Only because I say that. Only because we have also been going through our own. I guess you could say introspective revelation of everything that we're doing from sales and distribution. And we look at it and we go, "Wait a minute. Why are they making this much money on our bottles and we're not?" So <laughs> the producers are at the bottom of the totem pole. That's for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. All right. Let's let's turn this around a little bit. So. US-based Playboy Spirits has raised more than $13 million in funding to accelerate the growth of its limited edition products. Playboy Spirits is a joint venture between Playboy Group, which is the owner of Playboy Magazine, and XL Ventures, which is an affiliate of the alcohol beverage group Spirits Investment Partners, otherwise known as SIP. SIP specializes in branding, packaging design, product development, incubation, and growth acceleration of early-stage alcohol brands. The capital raised from a private investor will help fund the operations of Playboy Spirits. It will also be used to buy Rare Aged Spirits, which will be released under the joint ventures of the Rare Hair brand. Since its launch of early last year, the company has released two batches of Rare Hair Añejo to Con, Con I think it is Añejo Conyejo or Añejo Conyejo. C O I can't talk. C-O-N-E-J-O. So is it Añejo Conyejo? I guess. I would hell if i know i don't know on condejo i do anyway it doesn't matter it's their tequila and that's in collaboration with codigo 1530 they also did the 17 year old bourbon rare hair 1953 which we did review that was 1. really 2. good and a 60 year old cognac rare hair lapine this year the company is planning to release limited edition spirits in the u.s and asia and enter the ready to drink category Playboy owns a 40% stake in the joint venture, while XLV holds the remaining 60%. Playboy Spirits and its operating subsidiary are primarily run by SIP. And anybody that didn't know this is that SIP is also a person, I guess, that owns part of Heaven's Door, uh, the Bob Dylan brand as well. Oh, wow. Okay.
1: Yeah, I mean... I'm okay drinking high noons in front of my kids. If I start drinking Playboy Bunny RTDs, <laughs> that might get a little sketch. We, we got I don't to explain that
0: one to my children. <laughs> it's it's not the same of the 1950s of the Playboy Bunnies, where they you know just walk around in almost like bathing suits with a with a bunny tail or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Each can has a calendar, you know, the month of. <laughs> I'm kidding. This is yeah. You get, just, you get twelve cans in a pack. That would <laughs> honestly, right. that would make sense.
1: Yeah, get all of 2023 on the on the 12-pack. <laughs> We're giving them free marketing right now. We need to oh, stop no. that. Yeah. <laughs> but that I remember that rare. I can't. It was pretty expensive, though, but it was really good, that 17-year.
0: Yeah, it was, I think, 500 bucks or more, something like that. I couldn't remember, but it, it was, yeah. like I said, it was good. Uh, we liked it. We enjoyed it. All right. Our last news story here is that at the 11th annual Wine and Spirits Daily Summit, and I guess because we were talking about RTDs, at the Wine and Spirits Daily Summit in Palm Beach, Florida, Greg Hughes, he's Beam Centauri's chief growth and brands officer, he took the stage for a fireside chat. And when asked how he would describe Beam's ready-to-drink strategy, he simply said, ambitious. In the U.S., their goal is to have RTDs account for around 25% of their portfolio, and when it came to malt versus spirit base, he said, you gotta have both. Digging in a little bit more into Beam's strategic partnership with Boston Beer, which they struck back in July 2021, Greg called the partnership a convenient collision. Indeed, the Boston team was looking to expand some of their brands in the spirits market. And when asked how Beam chooses which brands to quote unquote stretch into the malt space, Greg said, I think some brands make sense in a more approachable format than others. For instance, it makes sense for Jim Beam, but probably no one wants to drink a Lefroy RTD. Ready to drink is one, just one of the categories that Beam Centauri is putting in its innovation resources behind. And Greg said they're also focused on whiskey, American and Japanese, as well as tequila being the base spirits for it. Yeah, nobody wants to drink a Lafroy anything.
1: <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> so well, at least so it's that's the peep on But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think RTDs still are just starting. I think they're going to really explode this year and in, in the next, you know, Two to three years, I really think so. Um, you know, they're already popular. You know, they've been popular for a while in Australia and Asia. But I think, you know, as if they can, the, the the problem with the bourbon based is the the sweetness and the sugar. You know, if they can get that figured out, you know, where it's as refreshing and light as like a vodka seltzer or a tequila seltzer, I think that you know the runway is just huge for them.
0: Yeah, the the only good RTD that I've had out of the Beam one is their beam highball with ginger and you have to quote you have to get the one with the ginger the other one just tastes like carbonized whiskey and i wasn't a fan (laughs) yeah i don't think i'm i don't like (laughs) carbonated bourbon (laughs) yeah but you're right I, i do see rtds as as a growing thing i enjoy the hell out of them on a nice warm day i haven't really cracked one open probably in the past two months because I I don't think we're in, I'm not in the RTD mood right now, but yeah, they're definitely a
1: outdoor spring, summer, fall kind of thing, you know, Uh, obviously full disclosure, we
0: go, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, maybe I'm overthinking it too, but I I think of when you probably say full disclosure about Sagamore RTDs is if that's where you're heading with that one, because a big fan of those ones, but those ones are very much got to keep them chill. Got to put them on ice, drink them on the boat sort of thing. And I've had a, a, I need to actually have, when you come over this week, remind me, we're going to drink one because I've got one or two upstairs that were given to me by somebody and they make these old fashioned RTDs and they're just ready to go in a can, not carbonated and just pre-mixed, ready to to drink out of the can or ready to dump on top of ice. And that might be... The way to go and not maybe we're thinking too much of the carbonation route and not just something that you could open and quickly just pour it over ice or something like that yeah i had i had a canned old-fashioned and a manhattan
1: while i was in colorado and it was they were really good um it was nice because we're in the mountains and you I, i'm not going to take my you know my cocktail glass up there and my
0: my jigger and uh and park it all. all- Packed up and everything, trying to get up the mountain with it. And be like, we <laughs> yep. have our picnic and I gotta have my my Manhattan up here.
1: Exactly. But uh no, they were I can't remember the I can't remember the brand. I hate that. I can't remember
0: that, but they were good. They were, yeah. Well so hopefully there's more on the way. One day when you remember, we'll give them a shout out and maybe we'll 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 pick up the RTD train at some point too. I think that's probably one of those things. We should probably everybody does all the actually I'm not gonna say it. Actually, I'm gonna say it. Because everybody on YouTube always does top 10 whiskeys for blah, blah, blah. We just need to come out with a top 10 whiskey RTDs or top <laughs> 10 of that. And maybe that's just going to be our angle because that's fun. I'm, I'm not going to go and redo everything that everybody else on YouTube's doing. But maybe we can go and do that instead. We should do that on this weekend. In, instead of doing a this weekend bourbon, we'll do a top 10 RTD. Top 10 <laughs> RTDs. All right. Whiskey, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, if we get really low on, on news sometime, we're going to make it happen.
1: All right. Well, we should do it like right as we get into spring, like maybe March or something. You know, sounds good. Bear Kentucky out comes out with St. Patrick's Day too. We'll,
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll start doing RTD stuff. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, you all hang on, wait for that, and wait for us. We'll be right back because we'll be back with some bourbon release news. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it uh, a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And you can get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com bourbon all lowercase, and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. shopify.com slash bourbon. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus Magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon, the farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus Magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S.com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. All right, everybody. Just a few, I, when I say a few, I mean a couple. We only have two bourbon release news, and, and one of them, I'll save it, you laugh, but let's go to the first one here. So Woodford okay. Reserve has released its highly anticipated expression of its Double Double Oaked bourbon for 2023. And that's part of an annual series that celebrates Master Distiller Sir Chris Morris's commitment to innovation and craftsmanship. The product will be available at the Woodford Reserve Distillery starting at 10 o'clock a.m. Wednesday, January 18th, which was a few days ago. Customers are limited to two 375ml bottles, and Double Double Oaked is made by finishing fully matured Woodford Reserve Double Oaked for an additional year in a second heavily toasted, lightly charred New Oak Barrel the extra year in the barrel creates a bourbon that is distinctly spicier than its original counterpart. And it is presented at 90.4 proof, which is the typical Woodford reserve proof and has a suggested retail price of $60 per three, seven, five. You know, I'm embarrassed to say,
1: I don't think I've ever had the double, double dope. I've, I've had if it, plenty if of double embarrassed oak. To
0: say it. Guess what? I'm right there with you. I, I might've had it, but I, it doesn't ring a bell. It doesn't ring a bell so much that as it was, I want to say it wasn't memorable, but maybe I haven't had it
1: either. I, I definitely haven't had it. I think I've had the, what they have last year was like a chocolate malt or something or double chocolate malt or maybe it's, I don't know. I it was they good. at least double, double oak every year. Do they not? Well, no, they do, but okay. I, I've, I've never had it though. I'm saying. Well, in that case, I guess we got to try it tried at but, some point. But Woodford double oaked one, are like when we did that toasted thing, it was like
0: our favorite one, right? Yeah, we like, had the toasted and oaked taste off or something like that. And that ended up being one of our favorites out of all of it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it is good. You know, it's, it, it's good. Right? Yeah. So, <laughs> if you had it into another barrel, it's got to be even better. Yeah, I guess double, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> no, because I, I remember we've asked that and I think that Chris Morris even said that there is a double 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 oaked at some point, or at that point is is it called triple double oaked? I have no idea.
1: Wait a minute, are you saying there's a quadruple oak or a triple? What this one's triple
0: oaked, right? This is double double oaked. So, well, that would be three oaks because you had the original, an extra, and then another extra. Yeah, so it's three oak. Okay, so this is this is this is three XO. So sorry, Dixon. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. but they, they're already looking at doing. I think they said they're doing a double, double, double oaked, which would be, I guess, four four x. I guess Mind I fun. don't know. At, at what point is there diminishing returns, and it's just like a sweet, sugary oak bomb? I'm sure they're already sold out. People I'm love actually, those. I
1: kind of want to get a sweet sugary oak bomb myself. I know. It does sound tasty. <laughs> actually,
0: now I'm saying it. I'm like, you know what? That, that actually doesn't sound too bad. <laughs> All right. Who's driving for sales? Yeah. One of these days. We'll, we'll put the bat signal. Maybe somebody will get one for us. Because they don't sell them at Oak Forest or downtown, right? Or it's only for sales. I believe so. It's only going to be, you know, they got to keep separation of the two brands. So I doubt they, they, they sell one at, at either. They, they keep it at Woodford reserve and they don't sell it downtown. And I do remember that these do typically make its way out to distribution in Kentucky, but in very limited amounts. But that was again, for the previous laws where you had to put it to distribution, they might've changed that. And they said, well, oh, if we don't have to do it, we'll just sell it all at the gift shop. It'd hey, be, It'd be fun to take, uh,
1: was it the very, very old 1910 or something and do double, double oak, you know, <laughs> like, now
0: you're just talking crazy,
1: but I, I that, that 1910 doubled, whatever it's got what very old
0: 10. <laughs> it was really good. I liked it. No, you're talking crazy, but you haven't heard crazy yet. You ready to hear crazy? Oh, I can't. I, I don't know. I'm scared. It's, we're not talking crazy webcams and bungholes anymore. No, wow. <laughs> Great. I think there was a time. Do you remember when we started talking and maybe somebody made a prediction that said at some point there will be a bourbon that will be launched in space and it's got to be by Jefferson's. No way. Well, it's not by Jefferson's. In okay. fact, it's Mystic Farm and Distillery. They're announcing the launch of Mystic Galactic. And they say it's the rarest spirit that's ever produced. It's a bourbon whiskey that is going to be aged for one year in space. So Mystic plans to work with innovative companies like SpaceX, United Launch Alliance, Rocket Lab, Inversion Space, Firefly, and Bank of America, as well as the skilled Coopers at the West Virginia Great Barrel Company to finance, design, test, and build vessels to send five barrels of 45% weeded (laughs) bourbon whiskey to low Earth orbit for one year of additional aging. The barrels for space aging will be selected from Mystic stock that is at least three years old. In Mystic, they say they make award-winning bourbon crafted from North Carolina's Piedmont's superior grain Watered aging climate. The barrels will be re by the West Virginia Great Barrel Company with special features and materials designed to survive the rigors of launch and orbit and re-entry. He said, or should I say, Jonathan Blitz, the co-owner of Mystic, said that we're redefining what it means to make a rare spirit. Only about 1,300 people on the planet will ever have the opportunity to taste and own this piece of whiskey history. It's the height of luxury and exclusivity, not to mention the first commercial product manufactured in space. Most of the bottles will be pre-sold for $75,000 at a purchase of deposit. Each purchaser purchaser will receive a NFT to prove authenticity to their right of ownership, and the purchase deposits will be held in an FDIC-insured bank account until the bourbon returns to earth for bottling. Mystic is planning to provide the bottles for pickup at the distillery, and remaining bottles will be sold at market price after pre-orders are fulfilled. Purchasers will have exclusive access to an app that displays real-time mission data, as well as an admission to exclusive launch and re-entry parties. The handcrafted glass and machine aluminum bottles will be packed into custom-fitted aluminum flight cases with a piece of actual oak barrel that flew in space. Purchasers will also get a 50 mL sample of the bourbon, so owners won't have to break the seal on their bottles of the Mystic Galactic to taste the rare spirit in the solar system. (laughs) All right, (laughs) so (laughs) you you tried, you tried, you did your best to keep it together.
1: I mean, so. ironically it comes full circle you're gonna need the bunghole webcam to validate all this <laughs> <laughs> that it actually goes to space and who's not pulling your chain <laughs> yeah it's been no nah, it's been sixth here <laughs> at west Virgin, in, in bardstown <laughs> no no i promise I, it's up there it's up there hey, just go and get your get your scope out look just at make it. this a few laps around town <laughs> <laughs> put it in the pop- back of jimmy's truck I'm just wondering the pressure test you have to do, you know, on these barrels to make sure they can withstand uh, that atmospheric change. You know, can't just do that simple, like water test, put a gallon of water in there and pressurize it. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, something I can't believe
0: it's happening, but. We we knew this day would come. Like we knew this would come. This was a prediction at one point. I believe that everybody said it was going to be Jefferson's, but here is a and i'm pretty sure trey probably hinted to it at one point only because that's it It feels very trey like but hey this is this is making news but i don't know they said that they're gonna why would they just not work with just spacex why are they putting out rocket labs inversion space united launch firefly like are all these people sending to space or they just haven't decided uh, this (laughs) yeah
1: i'm i'm like speechless i'm trying to figure out like I mean, why would you care that this has been to space and back? <laughs> what if it tastes like crap? And B, what I mean, you give them $75,000 up front, what if the damn thing's burst <laughs> in the <laughs>
0: That's what I, that's <laughs> what my thing would be. I, I'm sure if you've ever watched a I wouldn't say Apollo 13, but if you if you watch any space movie and you've seen what it looks like to re-enter the atmosphere and you see just the heat shields that had to be created to be sure that they can make it through. Remember, this thing's made of wood and alcohol. Right, I know. It doesn't seem like the smartest thing. I mean, yeah, it's like a missile, (laughs)
1: literally. (laughs) Going through, uh, yeah, that's... The ABC should be writing these damn people, not Justin's <laughs> House of Bourbon.
0: <laughs> like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me make sure I get this straight. <laughs> and do you have taxes up there? Like, do, do you have yeah. to, you you get got to pay storage fees? Tax yeah, it's like, you got to pay storage fees to somebody. You just can't sit there and put it in low, low Earth orbit and not pay somebody for that storage <laughs> fee. Oh, man.
1: I, I feel like it's like a twister when they... Shove that trash can full of those like spinny things, you know. They're like, Oh, these tornadoes been in the you know, yeah. I don't know. This is this is I I love it. I hope more stories come out like this because we have so much fun with them. But I do think the webcam they need to time, they need to form an alliance there just so we can validate uh, this orbit. Yep, just uh, not some pictures. I I mean, I guess if you have pictures, it's that was one of those things that and we need a GPS on it because. I don't trust the that they'll just shoot some footage in a barn
0: and <laughs> dress it up like a spaceship with some barrels. <laughs> on it. It's all green screen. It's all green screen and CGI. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean Elon Musk did send a Tesla to space and put a camera on it, so I would imagine that they could probably figure it out.
1: Yeah, but it's not alcohol. That's
0: but true. I'm sure they can. I'm sure they
1: will. But I. Know. I I could care less. I mean, I guess I would like to try it. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I'll try anything. But I love I just, that they're like, it comes with one hunk of wood from from the barrels. It's like, how are you going to validate that <laughs> hunk of wood?
0: <laughs> Again, more webcams. That's all it I comes down to. You. Yeah. Make sure you check the live stream. Oh, man. Oh, all right. Well, that's that's going to do it. That's this week in bourbon. Well, A lot of... I
1: can't of, wait till lo- next
0: week. A lot of government news. A lot of...
1: Low next, Earth orbit next week, news. there's one going a volcano or something.
0: It would make sense. I mean, what we mm. already had the volcano. Remember with the the Osmo salt and four roses. So we already had oh, some volcano right. action this year. That didn't take too long. You got to think of some other natural mm. sort of thing. It's going straight to hell <laughs> with fireball. You know. Yeah. Maybe it's like uh, tsunami surfing barrels or something like that. Yeah, submarine or I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> under oh. under deep sea water pressure actually that could work that seems more realistic by putting something in the water to get that pressure you know what never mind it's not realistic let's not even think about it people will oh, take don't. ideas and they'll run with it please do so we can make fun of you <laughs>
1: on this week in bourbon we need material
0: <laughs> all right well that'll do it for this week in bourbon cheers everybody we'll see you next week toodles